Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at the Church of Greer Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. Now, last week, JC and I spent a couple of minutes talking about liturgy, the topic of liturgy, what liturgy does, how every church is a liturgical church, whether they acknowledge it or not. This week, we're going to spend some time talking about the purposes of the Sunday worship gathering, the two purposes, in fact. And then we walk through in detail our order of service. Uh, we, we talk about the reasoning behind every different bit of our call to worship, our scripture readings, our benediction, our confession and assurance, and the like. Give this episode a listen. I hope that it's encouraging to you, and I hope that it, it encourages you to uh, engage more deeply in our Sunday worship gathering. JC, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, what um, what m- movies are some of the, some tear jerkers for you? What would be an example of a movie that just gets your goat? Uh, a movie that I just watched that we were just talking about is Saving Mr. Banks. Mm. And um, I have found myself as a parent um, being being more moved by movies like that. Like that movie and Coco. Dude, Coco. Coco will wreck you. Coco messed with me. Inside Out messed with me. <laughs> yeah. Even uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame messed with me because there's really? some father-daughter stuff. I haven't no seen spoilers, it yet, so. but man. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, um, um, today we're, we're going to kind of continue our conversation from last week. Last week we spent some time talking about liturgy. Um, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off and talk a little bit more. Um, in, in particular, we're going to talk about the two functions of worship, what the worship service is for. Um, and then after that, we're, gonna, we're just going to walk through one of our uh, kind of typical order of service and break down piece by piece the thinking that like undergirds each of those sections. Um, so the other day we were working through some material that talked about the two functions of worship. That on a, in a Sunday worship gathering, there's two things that we're sort of aiming for. What are those two things? Yeah, so the two, uh, the two uh, focuses, the two um, reasons that we gather for worship week in and week out are expression, number one, and then number two, formation. So expression would be, um, you know, expressing our, our gratitude, our thankfulness, um, confessing our, our sin before God, expressing these um, you know, expressing these truths and these emotions as we meet together, and then formation is um, deals with more uh, what the what the service does to us. How how participating in in the the contours of the worship service actually shapes us as as people and as believers, um, almost like a spiritual discipline. Um, so those are kind of two sides to to, to one thing uh, when we when we gather each week for worship. Yeah, so I, I would say as evangelicals, when it comes to which of those two we really emphasize, we are pretty expression heavy. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. Like, or at least I think that when we think about worship, we probably typically think about it in terms of expression. Like we come together to express our praise and express our thankfulness to God for saving us and right. those types of things. Like we talk about wanting to sing from our hearts for instance, and that's yeah. all like expression language. Yeah, and I think um, 
you know, I don't think we necessarily, I don't think formation affects us any more or any less than, than any other uh, tradition within uh, the church, but I think we just don't really think about it as that very much. We think about worship as gathering for worship as more of expression, and, and we, we sometimes fail to consider, you know, the ways that uh, it forms us and why it's important to think about it as formation as well and not just expression. So, yeah, all that to say, um, it's still forming us, but uh, sometimes we can be um, kind of blind to that, I think, in our, our particular vein of Christianity. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was kind of the emphasis of our episode last week, was to talk yeah. about how yeah, yeah. we want to be attentive to the formation. Right, exactly, yeah. When we say formation, what are we, what are we being formed into? Um, I, I, I think... Um, I mean, most basically, we're, we're being formed into the image of Christ. So, mm. um, you know, you could think of it just as the, the daily discipline of, of prayer, being in the Word, of, of evangelism, things like this. These, these disciplines are, are, are forming us as well. And so corporate worship is, is part of our, our growth, our formation into um, Christ-likeness of uh, of getting past ourselves and uh, and becoming uh, who God has designed us to be as people. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's good. What what would you say is the role of this? Is going to sound like a funny question, but what would you say is the role of the body in a worship service? Like when when we enter into worship, there's times when we're standing, there's times when we're sitting. For some of us, there's times when we raise our hands. There's um, times when we bow our heads and uh, you know, kind of lean over in our seat in prayer times and things like that. What is the, what is I guess, the role of the body and like the importance of the body in the worship service? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So at first I was thinking like the body the, of Christ, sure, but yeah. the, the actual you're like so your little your literal uh, physical body, is your body, yeah, right. yeah. Um, well, I, I think that, um, first of all, we have to recognize that, that we're not just, um, you know, mental or spiritual beings. Brains that, on a stick. Yeah, we're not just brains on a stick. Like, we're not, um, you know, we're not just doing mental or spiritual exercises that are, are disjointed from what our physical bodies are doing. Um, so we have to recognize that, you know, God created, created us as whole people, body and soul, um, and and so... So what we do when we gather for worship is, is actually, um, you know, playing into all of those those parts of us, not just not just a mental part, not just your, you know, your spiritual, um, you know, spiritual awareness, but also your, like your physical body. And I think even even in you know we see this in in, in the institution of the Lord's Supper, um, Jesus gave these these very physical, real, tangible elements um, to the church to. To, to remember him and to, to, to know his presence um, and so I so so first of all we recognize that that we are physical and uh, and so the role of the way we think about being um, you know physical beings in worship the way we think about you know what we do with our hands and and these different things and but those can, those can fit into both expression and formation um, so expression is uh, you know obviously like body language and posture and you know gestures anything you do with your body um, in some states expresses something that's inside of you 
Um, so something like lifting up your hands in worship is kind of an expression of, of surrender uh, before God. Or, or, or bowing your head in prayer is an expression of reverence. Or even you know, kneeling or lying on the floor is an expression of, of reverence and coming to, to God in prayer. Um, or even the tradition of, uh, we don't typically do this uh, right now in our church, but the tradition of holding out your hands at the end of their service to receive the benediction, um, receiving God's blessing as you're, as you're sent out. Um, so obviously we can, see, we can see that divide between uh, we are expressing something with, with our movements and with our, our posture in these things, um, but they can also, they can also be used to, to form us we can have these, you know, routines or traditions where, where, um, you know, like like a you teach your child to to put their hands together and bow their head, and and I think that that physical posture uh, forms reverence for God as they come to God in prayer and as they 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 close their eyes to to uh, to remove anything that could be distracting and, and focus on on communing with God in prayer. Um, all of these things can can have a formative power in us as well. So, yeah, that's really good. Um, well, well, another example of something that I think of that's like a formative discipline. I guess it's not bodily, but like when we, um, whenever we read scripture, uh, right before whoever comes up to preach preaches, you know, we have somebody read that sermon text for the day, and then whoever reads says, "This is the word of the Lord," and then the body says thanks be to God. And like that's, the, the goal of that is, I mean, that's formative. Like it's expressive, I mean, in that like we're expressing gratitude, but it's also formative because what it's intending to like help us to remember is that God is a speaking God, that God did not have to speak to us, that God has spoken to us, and that the proper response to that is gratitude. Gratitude that he's a speaking God. And so we do that week after week as a way of like developing that habit, like because ha- habits kind of help develop our hearts and develop our uh, thinking. Mm-hmm. So, that's and we're another, getting better at it. And we are getting better at it. And if you're listening to this... <laughs> week by week. <laughs> that's right, yeah. If you don't say it, you should say it. That's Because that's kind of the thinking there. Yeah. Uh, so that's, a, I guess, a, a good transition into kind of talking through a typical worship service. All right, so um, let's pull up the... I'm going to pull up the Planning Center app just to make sure that I've got it all out in front of me, that I don't forget anything. <clears throat> This commercial break is brought to you by PlanningCenterOnline.com. <laughs> All right, let's see. Thank you for sponsoring us, Planning Center, and yes, giving us free subscriptions. And, and by Not really. sponsor, yeah, we we pay for them. All right, so <clears throat> a Sunday worship gathering opens with a call to worship, where typically some scripture is read to the the church. Like for instance, this week. This Sunday, which will be yesterday, when you're listening to this, we read Isaiah 55, which begins with the words, come. All right, what are we doing in the call to worship? Yeah, so a call to worship is, um, the idea of a call to worship is, is not just a, hey, welcome to our service, we're going we're gonna to sing some songs, let's, you know, let's all stay in and worship together. Um, but a call to worship is, is actually, um, it's kind of a, it's a posturing of ourselves before God as as we um, engage in worship, and it's it's also a reminder to us that that we do not come to God on our own terms, but rather um, He has called us to mm. worship Him, and um, and sometimes within that is is you know a reminder of our you know of our 
our need for him and our our uh, you know small, smallness before before how great he is. So usually a call to worship is a lot of times we'll have an aspect of you know exalting God, um, highlighting his his greatness, his power, and um, and reminding ourselves that that we are not approaching God on our own, but we we come because he has called us. Yeah, I think like a, like a king issues a summons. That's kind of the idea, like King Jesus is summoning his people to come. And, and well, I mean, like the Psalms, it was like enter into his gates, yeah. enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Yeah, so a lot of the, a lot of the um, Psalms can be used as, as a call to worship um, because we have those commands to come, come, come worship the Lord, remember, uh, remember his, his works that he has done. Mm, um, his initiating like, grace right, to us. Right, right. That's good. That's real good. Um, so then after that, we'll typically do a song that is um, maybe reflective of some of those ideas that are like, that like sing about God as creator, that sing about God as king, that just kind of, well, lift high the name of Jesus, like the song yeah. we sang last week. Yeah, so yeah, this, we'll do a song there, and, and a lot of times it'll, you know, we we'll try to connect it to whatever the whatever the call to worship is, um, exalting the attributes of God or the, or the works of God, uh, lift, you know, praising Him in some way for His His power and His His mercy, things like things like that. Yeah. Then at that point, we do our confession and assurance, where typically a pastor or one of the pastoral residents comes up and they say something like, "You can help me fill in the blanks." Something like, uh, "This is the portion of our service where we remember that." God, who the God who summons us, is a holy God, and apart from apart from Christ, we are deserving only of His judgment. We are deserving only of condemnation. However, uh, He has shown us grace, and th- the idea there is to kind of walk through that particular um, uh, bit of the gospel story, where where we are condemned apart from Christ, yet nonetheless, to those who confess their sins, He offers grace. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is this is a really um, important part of the service um, because because we as we in the call to worship we we remember uh, we we recognize God's greatness and uh, His power, His might, His His righteousness and His holiness, and and logically the next thing we we realize is is how in need we are and how um, you know in our own sin we are we are separated from him, from his, from his holiness. And so we confess that. And, um, it's not when we, when we confess together, it's not some kind of formula, some kind of like magical incantation where, you know, we say these words and then we're forgiven for our sins for the week or lightning strikes. and Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Um, it's nothing, nothing, there's nothing mystical about it. It's just, it's just that the recognition that, that we are, we're still sinners. We're we're in need of God's grace, and so it's so again, it's a, us posturing ourselves before God, of us, you know, seeing His greatness and His goodness, and then realizing uh, the need that we have. Um, so you can kind of see the the gospel logic as we we flow through this from from call to worship to exalting God to to confessing before Him our sin and our need. Um, you know, and, and it's different every week, and we, we kind of come at it from different angles. There's all kinds of mm. um, ways to go about it, and sometimes it's just a short time of prayer. Sometimes it's we, we read together. Or, um, but then we move into the assurance of our salvation in Christ, and this is just um, 
reminding ourselves, usually we'll read a passage of scripture for this part, but just reminding ourselves that, that our sins are forgiven in Christ and that he, he has made us alive to, to, walk, to walk anew with Christ. Um, and, and not just with Christ, but with others. With one another. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so that's why we go from uh, assurance, assurance of our pardon and our salvation to, to turning to one another and, and passing the peace. So passing the peace is, um, you know, some people might call it a meet and greet or whatever. But, yeah. um, but, but the thing is, we, you know, it's not, just, it's not just a, hey, hello, how are you doing? But it's, you know, again, reminding ourselves um, that, that, that Christ has brought peace to us. He has reconciled us to God. And so there's a vertical aspect there. But then we turn and recognize that God has actually reconciled us to one another and, and made us one in the body. Mm. And so we turn and greet one another um, in that, that peace and that joy that, that Christ has brought us and, and remind ourselves that, that we're not just individuals here uh, individually coming to seek God on our own, but, but we're, actually, we're actually together. We're, we're united as one body in Christ. That's really good. I, there was a lot of... Um, I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet but like recently about doing away with the meet and greet time because it's antiquated or because it's, you know, favors extroverts or whatever. And I despair over the fate of Western civilization when I hear people say that they want to, it's just, I mean, the point of it, and, and I'm extroverted, so I guess I can say that, but like the point of it is it's formation. Like it's, it's about um, like, like practicing the fact that we've been reconciled in Christ. Right. Extroverts and introverts alike. Right, and I think we have to we have to see it that way. So if we see it as just a, you know, hey, hello, how are you doing? You know, good to see you again, or whatever, or you know, just a time to <laughs> make new people feel uncomfortable because they have to like turn around and talk to people they don't know yeah. and stuff like that. If it's just that, then then yeah, let's you know, we don't have to do that. But 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 it's actually um, it, it, there's a deeper thought behind it, and and when we engage with it, uh, with the understanding that. You know, hey, we're, you know, when we greet others, we're we're actually reminding ourselves that that we are one in Christ. That's good. Uh, after that, we'll typically do two songs that celebrate um, the fact that we have been rescued by Jesus, that He has shown us grace. We'll sing. Sometimes there, we'll sing songs that are about now preparing to receive His Word. And then at this point in the service, we have the scripture reading that I've already mentioned, where someone reads through the text for the morning, and then we have the sermon. Uh, and, and the sermon is a uh, is another bit of the service where uh, we're being formed, um, where God speaks to His people through His Word. Uh, that's why we want to do as best we can and as often as we can expositional preaching, uh, where we just kind of take it verse by verse. That's not to say that there's not merits to doing it alternative ways. We do that on occasion, uh, but. Uh, we believe that in that moment, that's where like God speaks to His people, and the idea is like you've been uh, transformed by God's grace. Now, like you're being instructed and like walking in obedience to Jesus, um, kind of walking that out, uh, hearing the gospel message, uh, and then we have this section of the service that we call the response time. And typically, in that service, when we uh, in that portion of the service on weeks when we do communion, we do communion there. Um, uh, explain that a little bit. Explain that whole like response block. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, so, like you're saying, the the preaching of the sermon is uh, that. I think that's probably the easiest place to see that that aspect of formation, um, because we are 
we are coming together to hear this, um, hear the truth of God's word uh, preached to us, uh, you know, as not just at us, but but to us as people. And so, and so, part of part of preaching the message of God's word is is God's God's word to us demands a response. Mm. All that always, mm. um, God has spoken, and, and God. God's words demand a response from us, and so so that that backside of the service that you know after the sermon, that is us um, responding uh, to to you know the word that God has spoken to us, whether it's a it's a word of encouragement or or a word of um, you know even rebuke or, or something mm. of that nature. Like you know we need to respond, and and obviously the the response is not just singing. Um, the response re- requires a whole lot more than just singing, um, but but one of the, the the first ways we get to respond is is by singing together. Either um, you know sometimes it's a it's just a song of gratitude and thankfulness uh, to God for what He's done, or, or sometimes it's a song of um, you know it's a prayer of supplication, asking God for for strength to, to, to be obedient to His word, to walk in. You know faithfulness to continue in this discipleship, and and sometimes it's a you know it's a call for repentance even mm. um, to repent of uh, you know a way that we've been uh, not walking with the Lord, and and so it can take a number of different directions. But but when we when we um, plan these services, we, we try to think of um, what is how after hearing this message, this particular text taught and expounded and applied to us. How how ought to we how ought we to respond? And so we try to design, we try to you know choose songs that will that will allow us you know a, that outlet of expression of, of whether you know whether it's thankfulness or whether it's repentance or, or whatever it is to 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 be able to to begin that process and then it extends you know far beyond the the service that you know it should extend sure. to our lives as sure. well. But that point in the service is again it's that formation. Of, okay, this is. You know, we're training ourselves to to mm. respond in 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 thankfulness to, to God's word and getting and be faithful to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and so after the response portion of the service, we sing songs, do communion, whatever it might be, pray. Then we have a missions prayer and benediction. Um, what's the what's like the logic there? Yeah. So um, the missions prayer, I think, in a lot of ways, it's um, it's going to be connected to that response because we. Um, as we respond to God's word, we, you know, we, we also turn outwards and recognize that, that we aren't the only people on this earth. We aren't the only um, ministry or people that have needs and, and, and these things. And so we, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pray for our, our city, or we're gonna pray for um, some partnered, you know, churches in the area. We're gonna pray for our, you know, our mission partners in India and. Um, and so that's that's going to be part of that response to, to then turn outward and 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 look to look to the world world around us and pray for um, for God's truth and God's um, will to to bear in in our world in in the relationships that we have in, in our city and, and in our um, in our partnerships uh, in our gospel partnerships as well. Um, and so then, so then after that, the, the final part of the service is is the benediction, and um, I've actually I've I've uh, come 
in the past couple of years to, to begin to learn what the what the benediction is. It's it's not just um, it's not just the, the last you know passage of scripture that you read as you go out or you know something that sounds like encouraging or something like that. But the benediction is actually a blessing as mm. we leave. And so so we so as we 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 receive this blessing and and sometimes it's you know straight from the Bible and sometimes it's just you know something that you know one of us wrote or or you know people have written you know a lot of good good things through the years that you can be used as as a blessing and benediction um, but the idea is that that to 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 go out and and apply these truths to walk in faithfulness uh, we don't do that on our own strength or power but we are actually um, blessed and empowered by God to to walk in obedience to be sent out and and to declare um, to declare and display um, God's grace to to the world around us and so the idea of the benediction is that God uh, we don't we don't stand on our power and say okay let's you know let's charge ahead let's go hmm. let's do it we recognize that that it is God who gives us the ability to, to do that and so the blessing is is his uh, reminding ourselves forming ourselves to remember that that we need God's blessing as we go out, and so we, we receive that blessing, and and then we and then we depart and and live out God's mission in the world. That's good. That's great. Uh, one of the things that I love that you mentioned, I think it was last week, was how like the service is kind of built around Isaiah six. Um, so you have like an encounter with the Holy God, purification, instruction, and sending, and that's <clears throat> that's kind of what's taking place in our worship. Yeah, and what we're trying to reenact. Well, thank you uh, for listening. I hope that this episode was enlightening. Hopefully it was um, clarifying for you as to why we do these particular bits of our worship service. And uh, let me just encourage you, like, uh, lean into this and really engage uh, now that you've heard some of these things. You know, raise your hands in worship. Clap on occasion. You know, extend your hands for the benediction. You know, whatever it might be. Uh, Lean into both the expression and formation of the Christian Sunday worship gathering. Uh, JC, thanks for joining. Thank you. Yeah. It's been been a pleasure. All right, we'll talk to you next week.